all ninjas, calling all ninjas. It's time for Lime Ninja Radio. Today on Lime Ninja Radio. It's like a five alarm fire in your body, in your head, 24-7. So you have two choices. You live with it or you don't live with it. And so early on I decided, okay, this is my journey. I'm going to deal with it and I'm going to move with what's happening. You know, people get so sick, they get suicidal, they don't want to live. And I understand that. But I also know that it's such an awakening. It's such a remarkable awakening. I'm going to cry right now. This podcast is sponsored by the Lime Ninja Symptom Tracker. I'm so excited to tell you about our new Lime Ninja Symptom Tracker. One of the things I hear over and over again, whether it's talking to a patient in my office or consulting over the phone with a client, is just how difficult it is to keep track of progress on their Lyme journey. Recording symptoms daily or even weekly gives them too many data points. There are so many ups and downs, twists and turns that at some point they get lost and confused. The Lyme Ninja Symptom Tracker takes all the guesswork out of tracking symptoms with a simple monthly questionnaire. Once a month is the perfect interval to see if that new supplement or protocol is working. Right now, when you take the Symptom Tracker questionnaire, we give you a simple composite score for the month. But we have big plans and the data you enter will not be lost as we roll out new features. Best of all, it's free. Just head on over to LimeNinjaRadio.com slash tracker and sign up. That's LimeNinjaRadio.com slash tracker. You'll be glad you did. Join us every Thursday on iTunes for the latest episode of Lime Ninja Radio. Hello, I am your host and acupuncturist McKay Rippey, and this is episode number 186 with Dana Walsh, who's the CEO of Lime Less Live More. And you also may remember Dana from her appearance on the famous documentary Under Our Skin. Also, I'd like to let you know this week, Aurora is in Japan, enjoying herself very much. So you're with me alone on this podcast. Hang on. We'll try to do the best we can and muddle through without Aurora. In this episode, you're going to learn why having a personal Lyme support network is an important part of healing and how being heard for who you are supports healing. And also Dana's backstory and how she got to under our skin. As you all know, Lyme disease is an international problem. Each week we have listeners join us from all over the world. And in fact, I just did an interview with the president of uh, the Lyme Foundation in Australia, the Lyme support group down there, the Lyme advocacy group. I'm blanking exactly on its name. And this week we've had listeners join us from Australia, no coincidence, I think, to Sweden and from France to Israel. And I'd also like to send a big thank you to all you longtime Lime Ninjas. Aurora and I really appreciate you listening, and we'd also like to welcome all the new listeners out there. Welcome to Lime Ninja Radio. We're glad you tuned in. And speaking of tuning in, our top 10 tune-in cities this week are Moraga, California. Hope I said that right. Everett, Washington, Riverside, California. Number seven, San Jose, California. Number six, Purahuel, Chile, Chile. 
I don't know how to pronounce Puda Hell either, but something like that. Number five, Ilya, New York, which is right in my backyard. Number four, Rensselaer, New York. Number three, Cleveland, Ohio. Number two, Mukileto, Mukilteo, Washington. There we go. And number one, Los Angeles, California. You can see without Aurora around, it's a little bit rougher. <laughs> If you like what we're doing here at Lime Ninja Radio, share your favorite interview with a friend. And if you really like what we're doing, head on over to iTunes and leave us a review. And if you really, really, really like what we're doing, consider becoming a Lime Ninja patron. Just head on over to our new homepage, www.limeninjaradio.com, and look for the Patreon link. And here's a little bit about this week's guest, Dana Walsh. Dana is a Northern California native. She's also the co-founder, author, and executive director of Lime Less Live More. She was featured in the award-winning documentary Under Our Skin, and she has inspired countless on their road to health, their Lime journey, when she shared her story from rock and roll event producer with U2 to full-time Lime patient. Today, Dana uses her wisdom from decades of personal study and experience to coach patients inside her live programs. Dana's multifaceted approach to recovery includes nutrition, self-care, healthy mindset, and conscious awareness. She's a nutritional therapist, speaker, and writer in the health and healing world, and continues her mission to deliver a powerful, authentic message of love and acceptance and to make the seemingly intangible a reality. And here's our interview with Dana Walsh. Hi, Dana. This is McKay Rippey from Lime Ninja Radio. (laughs) Hi, McKay. Thanks for having me. It's so nice to meet you. You do. I don't usually chase stars around, but you're kind of like a Lime star. Ah, that's so funny. Really? Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah, it's been um I think about it sometimes. It's been what, 12 years since uh under our skin. That's been that long. Whoa. Yeah. That's a lot of life. Well, that since since um since the recording, since the filming, so that was 2006 when I was on tour with you too. Wow. A lot of uh Miles and gray hairs since then, I'll tell you that. <laughs> your, picture, you know, your picture doesn't show any gray hair. I don't know which picture you're looking at. That's funny. <laughs> yeah, I, um, well, a lot of gray hairs and a lot of wisdom, I say. Yeah, they kind of come together. A picture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I posted a picture on um, Mindless of More, a proper selfie. I haven't done mm-hmm. that before. And, really wanting people to see me the, the reality you know i've been on this journey let's see it all started in 1999 like prince said we're gonna party um that's when it all started for me and where, uh, where did you get bit i mean not on your body well, but you where know, in the u.s um i was in colorado at the time i was living in colorado i'm from um San Francisco Bay Area, just north of San Francisco. It's a beautiful county called Marin County. Um, but I was living in Colorado. And, um, you know, I don't remember a tick bite. I didn't see a tick. Um, but I was 
I was actually working on the golf course at the time. And imagine the, now I know about the pesticides and all that, but um, I, I got a really strange rash on my foot. And then it started to go up my leg, and then I got a red line up my leg. Wow. And, um, yeah, I went to, I called, I called the uh, hospital, and I said, no, you need to come in. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Always avoiding hospitals. <laughs> okay. So they gave me a week of antibiotics, and you know how it is? It was like a miracle. In 24 hours, it was nearly gone. I was feeling myself again. And then two weeks after that, it's as if my life turned completely upside down. I was in a a fun house where everything was warped and I was completely confused and disoriented. And I had burning pain all over my body. You know, it's the, the flu you, you talked about. It's just like, wait a minute. Um, what just happened? I just fell into a hole. Um, and it persisted. Right. Same story. And I went to doctor after doctor. Mind you, this is 1999. Right. Nobody knows Um, anything. It was, yeah, it was like the dark ages. It was just, you know, they did ask, were you bitten by a spider? You know, they kind of did what they could. Um, So I managed uh, the best I could with, I knew about nutrition. um, So I knew to just back off on certain things and I tried to manage it, but I had this excruciating pain all over all the time. I mean, just always, it's like a five alarm fire in your body, in your head, 24 seven. So you have two choices. You live with it or you don't live with it. And so early on, I decided, okay, this is my journey. I'm going to deal with it and I'm going to move with what's happening. You know, people get so sick, they get suicidal, they don't want to live, and I understand that. But I also know that um, it's such an awakening. It's such a remarkable awakening. I'm going to cry right now. Um, and I just, I just want to like send so much love to all those people suffering, you know, that are feeling that way. Um, but I. Personally, I said, I'm just going to move with this and I'm going to learn as much as I can. And, um, so did you, did you come to that point where you made the choice or was that ever between the choice? Yeah. Between, well, I'm, uh, this is too much, you know, I could end it here or I need to find a way to go on. Yeah. I mean, I would never end it. I mean, I believe me, I did ask you know, the the universe, the great spirit to take me, of course, you know, I asked God to take me. I can't do this pain, but I was never going to take my precious life. Never. Okay. Um, I had a, a, a very um, spiritual background because I had a really hard kind of upbringing. So I already had um, tough, tough skin, right? <laughs> it was already, I already knew adversity. And so, I was like, oh, wow, we're really going to up the game here. I see what's happening. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, I passed the first one. We're going for mastery level. All right. Yeah. Let's see what we got here. Yeah. But now I know it was really to um, to help other people um, get through this. And uh, 
find the gifts. I know it's hard for people to hear that sometimes, but there are gifts. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, when I was on tour with you too, when I look back now, um, oopsie, I was kind of hoping that I would just cherish on tour. Um, because it was so outrageous, the pain. I mean, I've told this story before where I'm sitting there talking to my boss, um, about, you know, the day's activities or whatever. And I'm sitting there and I'm trying to hide the sweat from the fevers. Yeah. Right. Like dripping down my back. And I'm like, I just want to keep this job. I had the coolest job on earth. It was so great. But the, the lifestyle of moving around in a bus to hotels to and staying up arenas. Late. Yeah. Oh, and the noise in the arenas and yeah. the food. And it was, it's kind of a miracle I made it through. I mean, I was on the bus with 11 people and I remember I had strep throat on a bus in Montreal. Imagine in the winter, Montreal, it was, it was incredible just how bad I felt. And I just figured it out. Right. Um, so yeah, I look back on that and I'm like, that, that was, that was pushing myself. But at the same time, there was so much um, of my dreams coming true in that moment that I was able to live off a different kind of energy, a life force energy, if you will. So that, that taught me a lot, right? We are this physical body, but there's, there's this life force that's trying to work through us. And so um, I learned a lot on that. Now I want to yeah. go back to the golf course and when you were bit and this may be an unanswerable question, but do you think that you had Lyme or, and co I mean, whenever we say Lyme, we also mean like any of a hundred infections, right? Do you think you were carrying something and it got activated there or do you think it was something new? Did, how was your health up to that point? I think, um, Okay, when I look back, to answer your question off the top, both. Okay. I think I got some new bugs um, on top of some very old infections that got re-triggered, mainly Epstein-Barr, the herpetic viruses, um, the whole gamut. I was not a very um, healthy child. My mom likes to argue me on this, but (laughs) um, yeah, I mean, from my birth, it was an emergency and it was touch and go. Oh my goodness. And there's so much to say about that. I know so much more about, um, you know, cesarean, not getting the vaginal gulp and getting your microbiome set up yeah. for a healthy immune system and not being breastfed. So, you know, there's that. And then um, I just was just low energy and, and honestly strep throat, you know, my whole childhood and, um, and then, uh, you know, mono. I remember. I don't know exactly my age. I think I was 11, but I had this huge, it's like the mumps, right? I had a huge, uh, big bump under my, my uh, jaw here and it was mono and I was out for, you know, the school for three weeks. So to answer your question, lots of things in there. I, I had walking pneumonia um, as a young girl. So not a, not a great system to begin with. Yeah. Um, I think working on the golf course in the summer 
I think that hot grass and all the chemicals, you know, I think it was just that tipping point, right? I was working 12 hour days and I was at this point where I was unsure about my relationship, you know, it was just everything. The, The perfect storm. And then whatever that was on my foot, whether it be a tiny tick bite, which makes sense because I, you know, all the deer on the golf course, um, it just it just set off the whole thing. My whole whole system came crumbling down. Um, but then from there, I moved back home to the Bay Area. Um, I ended up getting my dream job at Bill Graham Presents as a concert promoter. I did private events. I worked there six years. I'm going to give you the fast forward version. Worked there six years until my legs were just buckling under me. And I worked there six years with quote-unquote fibromyalgia, just pain all the time. And I never took pain pills. I knew better than to go down that route. And I just managed what I could. And um, until I just, it was no longer, I couldn't even do my job anymore. I was leaning up against the wall because my legs were buckling under me at the event. So, um, So I... I saw a doctor here in Marin, Dr. Beth McDougall, and she's the one that had seen me all those six years. And she said, you know what? I'm not, I'm just not buying this fibromyalgia anymore. I'm going to test you for Lyme disease. I'm starting to see Lyme disease. And that was 2003 or four. And then there it was, right? Igenix and every other test we could do. Um, worked with her for about a year and a couple others, Dr. Eric Ford. Um, I took a year off thinking, like you said earlier, you're so happy to know you had Lyme disease. Oh, great. I take care of this. Well, you know, a year later, I was worse and I couldn't go back to work and I was out of money. And I got a call one day, just totally flat out. I don't know what I'm going to do. I have no money. I don't know where to go. I got a call saying, do you want to come out on tour with you too? A friend of mine that was on on the tour. And I thought, you know, it's like a Make-A-Wish Foundation. I was like, all right, well, it was my own, uh, okay, I'm going to make this dream come true. And so I did it. You know, I called all my mentors and nothing was changing in my life. And I needed something to inspire me. Um, and I'd feel sick in bed or feel sick out on the road. Okay, so I did that. And then in the meantime, I was writing to Klinghart's office, please, can you get me in? finished the tour, got into Klingheart, moved to Seattle. Um, the movie came out, all that happened. And uh, I was up in Seattle with Klingheart for three years. What a lucky, lucky girl. I ended up very serendipitously getting an apartment across the street from his clinic. And uh, that was an incredible time. And I did really, really well. Um, treatments were very aggressive and intense at times. But I got through it, and I was well enough to move back to the Bay Area. And uh, I had several years where I was I was good, and um, but just life stresses, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> life, you know, got stressful. I I had about five years that I just did little side projects where I could, and then I thought to myself, you know, I'm not feeling good about under our skin and the fact that it doesn't show the holistic side of what I did to get well. 
and I kind of put it out to the universe. Like, I want to, I want to, I want to share this part of it. I want to share this part of self-care and how important it is, your daily self-care. Um, and I, <laughs> I was in a deep meditation and I got home from a retreat and there was an email from a friend of mine introducing me to Brent Martin. Brent has a big marketing background. He's in the health world. We collaborated and we started Limeless with more. And that was five years ago. So it was pretty cool. I mean, and I will say that back to the life stresses and things, um, you know, I got in a fender bender. I was struggling, very much struggling, struggling financially. Um, I was in Baton Rouge with Brent for doing some photo shoots for um, under, I'm sorry, Mindless and More. And a hot day in Baton Rouge, and I, the photographer had me step back into the grass. Just step back for one second, click, click. I step out. I'm like, why are my legs so hot? I'm wearing a dress. Um, I look down, and I have welts all over my legs, 15 hmm. mosquito bites at once. And that was enough. A week Oh my gosh, with the other things, right? Uh, yeah. and a week a week after that I woke up just and you know, night sweats and the whole thing. I'm like, yeah. No <laughs> <laughs> But here's the beauty is we have the tools. The second time around I'm like, Okay, I got this. You know, I'm no stranger to this. And I said this to you before, I have pain like I did, you know, eighteen years ago at times. But I know what's come before, and I know how to find homeostasis, and that's that's a great gift. Is there any one thing that you do that seems to help with the pain more than others, or is it really just kind of like the the tachometer? It's like you, okay, your red line, you're going to be in pain. It's just a matter of calming everything back down again. Um, you mean one thing like a supplement or a treatment or something like that? Or? Yeah, it's like in pain. It's like okay, I know that I'm gonna now hit the sauna, yeah, or red light, right, or my whatever, go-to. or meditator, yeah. Yes, I, I wish it were one thing, honestly, because I'd market it and make millions of dollars. But no, it's um, it's usually many things. It's uh, you know, blood sugar is an enormous. Part of this. Tell I me about your really blood good. sugar. Do you um, do you measure it? I have, yeah, yeah, I, I have, and then I'm like, you know, I don't, I, I don't need to micromanage. I can, I can feel. I really like to tune into my body, you know, and then I use the measurements as a backup. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know when I'm dipped, and what happens um, when my blood sugar dips, it's usually because I've stressed my adrenals so much. I've taken on more than I can handle. Um, I haven't eaten well. I tend to run on adrenaline. And so I know when I've crashed and then my blood sugar drops, my immune system drops, and then the, you know, lime, Epstein bar, whatever cocktail I got going on at the time starts to creep up. Yeah. So I have to balance the scales back over. I don't think we're ever going to get rid of um, these critters completely. I just think it's a um, a gauge for our self-care and how much we're putting out in the world. 
Um, so my go-to would be, all right, what have I done? What's what I need to first eat something that is digestible, that's very gentle, and get my blood sugar back up. I need to hydrate. I need to maybe go sit on the ground. Mm. Saunas, at that point, for me... Too much, huh? When I'm in, yeah, when I'm in pain and uh, really dipped and fatigued, saunas, I'm usually dehydrated. Yeah. So I'm not yeah. going to start sweating out my more electrolytes. So I wait till I'm very well hydrated before I do a treatment like that. And that's something I've learned along the way when you feel really bad and you do a major treatment and you haven't done the foundations first, like get hydrated, balance your blood sugar, get your trace minerals in there, get enough sleep. It, it, some of the treatments can send you backwards. Yeah, right? absolutely. Because you're already because you're already working with stressed adrenals. And so I don't even let myself go into kill mode until I have the <laughs> foundations. Yeah. I never like going into kill mode. I don't like even saying that word, but that's a lot of what I share and teach in, in my most of more. You'd be amazed how many people are not even thinking about drinking water or eating, you know, mineral rich foods. They're just getting IVs and they're drinking Diet Coke. Like, wait a second. Now, so you're you're dealing with hundreds of people, and why why I mean I find that in my practice as well. Why do you think that is? Why have we lost that knowledge? You mean what about? Yeah, just like just you need to the basics. Yeah, the, yeah. I mean, and I mean the basics. It's like food is not just a calorie. It's like there's nutrition and there's nourishment in there on so many levels. And you hear the. I think you know. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I wanted to hear what you had to say. You know, including sitting down and eating together. I mean, it's the way we mm. eat too, right? There's. Oh, there's, and I love you're saying that because that's something I really teach. It's not so much what you're eating, it's the way we eat. And, you know, some people grow up saying grace, and there's a reason for that. That puts, you know, gratitude will put you into parasympathetic, which will help you digest your food. Um, which will give you the nutrients to boost your immune system, balance your blood sugar, get your brain functioning well. So back to answering your question, why we've lost that. I think, I think honestly, the illness, the, the pain from it is so great that we, in our minds, we can't imagine that water, food is enough. Right, it, it's like it has to hurt. It has to be as big as this pain. <laughs> yes, I want to hurt. Right? Please, dear God, I want to hurt. Well, yeah, it's just like this pain is so big. I don't forget it. I don't need to be hydrated. I need, I need the big guns. And a lot of times, you do need the big guns, but don't forget your foundations. You got, you, you, you got to build a foundation to, to make these. Um, these treatments work in the way that they're meant to. So what I love about our programs is they can run alongside any protocol you're doing. And while it may sound simple, um, you know, just encouraging and supporting someone to make a mineral rich soup and 
you know, they've, they've been too exhausted to cook for themselves. And, you know, I had, I had people sharing in Facebook, like, hey, this is a big deal for me. I made this and it's amazing. And I feel, I'm feeling great. It's the first step in self-care is that food and that nourishment. Um, and then there's the community support. And then beyond that, it's being seen and heard by like-minded individuals. Um, I feel like climb must have more as a container to be seen and heard and understood. And that's the feedback we've gotten. You know, so this brings up an, uh, another fascinating question. Um, and that I have this patient who very interesting background. She's very educated, very intelligent. And she's, we've been communicating a lot in between treatments and she's saying is like, how, how can talking, <laughs> how can talk, talking about things? She said, you know, I've, I'm sharing some things and I don't know why I'm sharing them with you because I've never spoken about these things to anybody ever, you know, including, including my husband. And somehow I'm better after speaking with you. And she says, what, what? She wants to understand it intellectually. And I, I don't have an answer for her. Do you? Well, I guess it depends on what she's saying, but I know for certain that shame in the body um, can suppress everything mm. or deep-seated anger, right? You know that with the liver. Yeah. Um, and just being, it's almost like being heard and forgiven for having these lower emotions, right? And I think, uh, you know, without knowing what she's saying to you. She's just um, telling her story. I mean, it's, 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 it's not a super oh, dramatic, right, right. it's not a super dramatic story. I mean, I've heard worse for sure, Yeah. but it's, it's formative and, and it's, and it's things she just has not been willing to open up about. And again, nothing earth shattering. Um, and they say, oh my God, I can't, you know, this is like momentous and anything like that. It's just. Just part of yeah. part of the process of just opening up and speaking, and and like you said, yeah. being heard. There's there's some. Well, I know it's therapeutic. I've seen it over and over again. It's just that I, I yeah. have not. I can't answer her intellectually. I, I'm just. I just want to say. Well, that's just the way it works. <laughs> well, this is like unburdens her nervous system. She felt heard. She can relax. You know, I I tell the story about finally getting to cling heart mm. and uh you know he he looked at me one day and said you're a very misunderstood young lady your energy you live on a, a sort of a spiritual essence like you present in the world very energetic but your body's failing you and it's my job to get your soul dominion over this body again it was that's pretty profound. Earth shattering. Yeah. Earth shattering. I mean, it was like, you know, a lot of what I've seen in this, the deeper cases, people tend to dissociate from their body and their life because the pain is so much, right? And I'm teaching, and what we're teaching is this, get this embodiment, coming back home to your body loving your body okay you're in pain you don't ignore it you go i'm sorry sweetie you know mm -hmm. it's like your baby and so 
that moment when when Dr. Klinghart said you're very misunderstood, the moment he saw me, healing started. I mean, it just, it's like I could let go. You know, it's like this container we're talking about. So you were a container for your patient. And I think it's huge. I think it's. I think it's a huge part of healing. It may be the only part of healing. The rest may just be You know, be I was going to say that. I love yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I was going to say that. I that we were thinking the same right there. I'm like, it could be maybe the most important piece and everything else. Yeah. It's helpful. There's there's some old mm-hmm. quote. It may be a Benjamin Franklin quote some t- from about that time that said something along the lines of, you know, a, a doctor's job is to entertain the patient while nature heals. <laughs> How beautiful is that? Isn't that great? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, you know, food is it's important, but I, I will tell you that the nutrition rabbit hole, oh my goodness, it just, it, it makes it um, more of a burden than a help to people, right? So the amount of conflicting nutrition uh, information and what you need to avoid and um, so it, it gets overwhelming. How did you sort that out for yourself? Well, um, first of all, I listened to everyone. I listened to the whole spectrum. For example, I interview people, um, experts in paleo, the paleo world, all the way over to fruitarians. Yeah. Oh, fruitarians. Wow. <laughs> the, oh, yeah. Yeah, that's way out there. And then then the way extreme is the fruitarian, which is like, what are you even talking about? So, and how I've resolved that in my own life and what I share in these programs is to look at the full spectrum and look at it seasonally is one. For example, your body in the winter is not your, your same system in the summer. So following the seasons is really important in my opinion. To stay warm, for example, drinking a lot of green drinks in the winter in Philadelphia might not be the thing for you, right? I had a I had a woman saying, "I am excruciatingly freezing cold all the time, and I eat salads all day, and I have green drinks all day." Stop. Um, <laughs> and I, you know, I said, maybe you just maybe if you just pull back a little bit and at least added some ginger. And some cooked food, some cooked soup, and see if you get some energy back. And she wrote back, "This is this is unbelievable." So really tuning into your body on the most simplistic level, teaching people, okay, how to modulate between temperature. Like if your body's feeling really cold, you don't want to hit it with a bunch of cold food, right? And raw food can be very cooling. Um, a lot of this work, I want to be really clear here, it comes from Mark Weil, who's what I call my secret weapon. Mark has worked with me for 13 years now, and he's kind of the faculty. Um, he's in the, all the Q&As uh, in, our, in our sessions, and he's constantly teaching the foundations and, you know, tuning into your body where it is in the moment and giving it the appropriate fuel, rest, and perspective. You know, I was also, gonna, I want. 
Yeah, please. I was going to ask you when you studied Chinese medicine, but now now I know. Well, I'll tell you, I didn't. I haven't studied Chinese medicine in a full course or anything. I've, I, I'm certified at um, NTC with the Nutritional Therapy Association, but I've studied nutrition my whole life. And my first first doctor when I was 18 was Elson Haas. I don't know if you know Elson Haas. He's, he writes a lot of these books for um, the nutrition schools. And one of his books when I was 18 was called Staying Healthy with the Seasons. Yes, that's where I know the name it, from. Okay. It's on right. my bookshelf, of yeah, course. Yeah. yeah. Of course. It's just classic. And um, he was my doctor, and he helped he helped turn me around at a young age. I was already dealing with, with things. Um, but staying healthy with the seasons and really moving with the seasons is so helpful because it keeps you present. Yes. Right. Instead of being rigid on, I'm doing this diet or this, it's like maybe in the winter we have a little more fat, a little more protein, but as spring comes, we have a lot more greens. And if you can handle it more raw and by the summer, you know what I tell people, this is your time for fruit. This is, you know, when the the sun is hot, very young, very acidic, you can do that skin cooling food. I hope I'm making sense there, but it's very, you know, and then I know you know this, that people have their own seasons in their own body. So even if it's hot out, um, they still can't, they're still cold. Yeah. They still can't. Yeah. So just just like that. And I like the seasonal approach because I like to kind of change up some of the foods that we take in so you don't develop uh, food sensitivities. Um, and it, it, feel, it feels good. And so... What I like about that is everyone is right. You know, all <laughs> diets are right. All diets are right at the right time for you. And um, this is a lot of what Mark supports us in. And I, I really appreciate that. But um, as I said, the food is, is like the first step in self-care and self-nourishment. And then we move into the the more spiritual aspects of it. Tell us about this course and why you developed it and who it's for and how people can get in touch with you about it. Okay, good. Um, I developed it um, because I wanted to bring in all of these great uh, healers, you know, an interview expert. Um, you know, in the spring session, I have Sun Josh Schwag, MD, fantastic. I have Donna Gates. Um, and in this one, we also interview Byron Katie. You know who Byron Katie is? Of course. Yeah, I you know I spent I did the school for the work with with Katie, and uh, I just it's so her work is so helpful for I think particularly for Lyme patients to help pull us out of the victim mode because that sort of victim space is just going nowhere right it's like people often talk about fighting this illness well the fight will really exhaust you um i've never you know fighting reality can be very exhausting (laughs) (laughs) so good luck with that Um, but surrendering to what is and using your valuable energy to make good choices is what i'm sharing here and brent is there with me my darling brent is there supporting adding to it uh, mark uh like i said is on q and a's answering questions we have 
um, you know, these foundational interviews teaching things about, let's say, yin and yang, teaching about the, your liver function and how to gently cleanse your liver. Um, like I said, the, the spring is about the liver um, and processing lower emotions. Summer, um, we go into a whole different dynamic. We focus on the lymph. So um, I love it because I feel so blessed with the people that come. They're ready to connect into a higher life force and really use that. And I, I got to tell you, I've, we have beautiful people in our program that are really ready and they get to express themselves. So I have um, calls. They're called huddles where you catch that. They're called huddles where we, yeah. um, we, break, we get on a group call and then we break everyone out into small groups and we do some exercises where members get to talk to each other and they love it. It's like they get to be on the phone with someone that, that can hear them. Um, and then I do soulful Sunday exercises that are meditations and we do recipes and we just have a good old time <laughs> for the six week program. And um, we're in prep week right now. We're going to extend the doors till somewhere next week, um, probably Wednesday. So just go to limelesswithmore.com um, or tune into our Facebook page, Limeless With More, and see how to, how to join. We'd love to have you. And for those people who are listening after the doors close, because these, it, I'm amazed at how many of my interviews get listened to years after they're actually done. Sure. So how often do you hold these courses? Um, so I usually do them. We usually do them. Um, I like to do it usually the last month of the season. I feel bad for the last month of the season because the whole world and marketing world moved on to the next season, <laughs> right? We're already summer. I'm like, I don't know. It's 59 where I am. That doesn't feel like summer. Yeah. So I, I, and I like to kind of slow it down. So the, the last part of the season, um, especially you know this because it's a transitional time where things are kind of up and down, yep. weather changes. So it's a really important time for balance. So four times a year. Brilliant. Towards the end of the season. Yeah. That's so lovely. Dana, it you've is. been very, very generous with your time. I really appreciate it. And I hope we can speak again. I actually, I really love this. And you are so easy to be with. So thank you. Thank you for everything you're doing. And thank you for listening to me and letting me share this. You're welcome. I'll have to get in on one of your classes. <laughs> We'd love it. Love to have you as a guest. This is the part of the podcast where Aurora gives really good insights into what just happened. So without her, we're just going to skip ahead. I enjoyed talking with Dana very much. She's such a warm and lovely human being and so real about her experience with Lyme disease. 
If you like what we're doing here at Lime Ninja Radio, share your favorite interview with a friend. If you really like what we're doing, head on over to iTunes and leave us a review. And if you really, really, really like what we're doing, consider becoming a Lime Ninja patron. Just head on over to our new homepage, www.limeninjaradio.com, and look for the Patreon link. Aurora and I fund this podcast with micro donations on Patreon.com. We prefer this method over accepting advertisements because it helps keep our voice independent. Nobody owns us, and that's rare these days. In our own small way, we're trying to make the world a better place for people with tick-borne diseases, and your contribution helps us stay inspired and motivated to do that. So just head on over to our new homepage, www.limeninjurator.com, and look for the Patreon link under the How Can We Help You section. And last, as you longtime Lime Ninjas know, this podcast would not be complete unless we left you with the Lime Ninja Fact of the Day. Did you know a ninja can comment on Facebook posts before you publish them? Radio is a purely public broadcast and is not intended to be personalized medical advice for any individual's specific situation. Each individual's medical situation is unique and Lime Ninja Radio should not be relied upon and or considered as personalized medical advice. Lime Ninja Radio is not licensed to render medical advice and should be considered simply the public opinion of Lime Ninja Radio and its guests. Recommendations on specific treatment options are not intended to address any listener's particular medical situation. As always, contact your physician before considering any new treatment.